1: Hi, I'm Dan Pramant, and welcome to Axios Recap, where we dig into one big story. Today is Wednesday, July 7th. Eric Adams is likely in as New York City's next mayor, Donald Trump is out with lawsuits against social media, and we're focused on China's big tech crackdown. Last month was supposed to be a global victory lap for Chinese tech companies. Didi, the country's answer to Uber, went public on the New York Stock Exchange at around a $70 billion valuation and only got more valuable as trading began. But soon after came news that the Chinese government had launched a cybersecurity investigation into Didi and into several other local tech companies, some of which had previously listed shares on U.S. exchanges. After that, the developments came fast and furious. Over the weekend, the Chinese government banned Didi from app stores. Soon after, the Wall Street Journal reported that Chinese regulators had advised DD against going public, but the company did so anyway, without warning investors. Today, China announced new rules for Chinese companies listing overseas, including in the U.S. This could impact not just DD but also companies like Alibaba, and all of it comes against the backdrop of a new data security law, which was passed in China last month, but which doesn't go into effect until September. The big picture here is that China's government has long supported its homegrown tech companies, primarily through investment and making things harder for foreign rivals. Now, though, it's turned that critical eye inward. So today we'll speak with Ray Ma of tech Buzz China about what suddenly changed, the impact on companies like Didi, and the future of Chinese companies going public in the U.S. That conversation in 15 seconds. We're joined now by Ray Ma, a China tech analyst at Tech Buzz China. So, Ray, the Chinese government says it's cracking down now because of data security concerns. But what's new about data security concerns in 2021 that wouldn't have been true a year or two or six months ago?
0: Actually, the data security law that's been passed recently doesn't come into effect until September of this year. So in this sense, the data security concerns have indeed always been there, but there's been no official process in reviewing such concerns. And actually, they don't kick in just yet.
1: When you say data security law, can you describe real briefly what it changes?
0: The data security law that was just passed in June, unlike previous laws on the infrastructure, this is really focused on the types of data that need to be protected and audited, verified and kept inside of China's borders. And there's going to be a new system where they're going to rank the relative importance of the data and how companies even internally can access and um, use the data.
1: How much of what we're seeing right now is tied, as you say, to data integrity issues and how much of it is tied to companies that China would prefer are listing their stocks in China or in Hong Kong as opposed to in New York?
0: I should add, it's not just integrity. It's also about sovereignty. The law affects you know, every company. But we can see right now that the actions currently on the table against DD, against Yu Manman, and against uh, Bas Zhipin, these are overseas-listed companies in the U.S. So there is the thinking right now that, at least currently, the, the focus is on companies that are listing overseas. And, not, and that does not include Hong Kong right now.
1: Tell us about DD. Why specifically are they seeming to get targeted?
0: So they are one of three companies currently having an action against them. But I think it's pretty easy to understand why Didi in particular has been targeted first because number one, they're just a very large app inside of China uh, that has a lot of millions of users on the app and they. You know, also have, as many people have noted, road information, mapping information. These are considered sensitive data. And there is a concern that because they listed overseas, maybe some of this data could potentially, you know, leak outside of the borders. Now, we don't have any evidence to believe that has happened, but. It, because, like I was saying earlier, the data security law hasn't actually been enacted. So there has been no re- formal review yet of, of such situations. Therefore, I think it's kind of a valid fear that the government has.
1: Didi, of course, was warned that this uh, review was coming, that they could have problems, but they didn't talk to investors about it. What responsibility do you think Didi did or maybe didn't have to warn people that this was coming prior to the IPO or maybe to postpone the IPO?
0: my understanding is that there was no formal review process for Chinese companies who want to list overseas. apparently there were informal checks that you had to do in order to you know get permission but there was no formal process which is why actually today we see news that the government wants to instill a formal process in in the absence of such formal processes, I guess you know the company could always say that we did what we had to do officially and, you know, didn't get, (laughs) didn't get a denial. But I think, yeah, shareholders are very, very angry that if there was um, any kind of communication and Didi should have stopped their IPO and didn't, then it's resulting in the negative action currently.
1: Didi, in terms of shareholders, obviously gotten hit very hard in terms of value. What impact is this having on the company itself, its business inside of China?
0: So currently, right now, you already cannot download the app from App Store. It's been uh, taken off of App Store, so new users cannot use the app. However, if you already have the app existing on your phone, it will function just fine. And the same thing has happened also for many apps. So many apps inside of WeChat and Alipay are also common methods by which people. Uh, acquire customers. So for DD, those channels are also now blocked. There are, there are still kind of various versions of DD. Like, so it's not like the service has been disrupted. It's just that
1: they cannot acquire new users. So new people can't download them, but if the apps are still allowed to be used by people who already have them, and obviously they're dumping data in every time they open it, what's the point?
0: That's that's a good question. I think because DD has over 80 percent of the market share in right hailing and it is such an important part of people's daily lives, it would just be too disruptive to completely stop service.
1: What do you think this situation right now means for the future of Chinese companies who plan to go public in the U.S.? There are dozens of them expecting to do so this year.
0: I think right now it's too early to say what will happen, but it could be that this really is targeted at companies that have a lot of data on Chinese users, in which case, you know, companies that are not in such businesses really don't have to worry. There's also the potential that um, this is really just subject to data security audits and that while the government is trying to figure out the system by which to implement this, once that's done, then you you can list and, and this is kind of temporary. That sort of optimistic view. The more pessimistic view could be that the government actually just is really, really nervous about any company with data, Chinese user data, listing overseas. And this could be potentially a, a dead channel going forward. That that's sort of the worst outcome.
1: So this, to a certain extent, is almost like a reverse TikTok situation, right? When we saw last year when President Trump tried to ban TikTok in the U.S. because he was concerned that data was going to China.
0: Yeah, indeed. And actually, in Chinese media, that that exact example has been cited numerous times as a sort of logic for what's happening right now. Data sovereignty, data security is going to be a concern for all countries going forward. Look at the U.S. They are already thinking about this ahead of us. We need to protect our data.
1: Final question for you. From the outside looking in, this seems to a certain extent to be the Chinese government saying to its big tech sector, which it's long supported via investment, uh, via keeping foreign competitors out, almost a reminder, you're not in charge, we're in charge. Is that a fair understanding of the big picture here, that this is a little bit of a power play?
0: I can see that as one of the interpretations. I don't know that it's so much about a power play of, you know, I'm in charge, just because I think it's obvious to everyone in China that the government is in charge. It's more about, I think, currently that, hey, we have this national priority of data security and, you know, you need to pay attention. And for these companies that are being cited right now, you guys weren't paying attention. You need to focus and l- listen to the signals that we're sending out, which is that I think data security for the next couple of years is definitely going to be one of the main topics that the government's focused on, especially when it comes
1: to tech. Ray Ma of Tech Buzz China, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Welcome back. What we're watching today is Donald Trump, who announced plans to file class action lawsuits against Facebook, Google, and Twitter plus against each company's CEO. This is the latest escalation in Trump's battle against social media companies, some of which banned the former president's accounts in the aftermath of January 6th. It's also an escalation of broader right-wing claims that conservative voices are often silenced by what they view as left-leaning Silicon Valley corporations, despite a pretty consistent lack of evidence to that effect. Why it matters is big tech is really fighting two battles in Washington right now a substantive one about market power with Democrats often leading the opposition. And then this other one about political bias, led by Republicans who seem willing to support Democrats on antitrust issues if they can get some quote unquote censorship language in there too. Trump's action speaks to that latter issue, the bias one. But as Axios's Sarah Fisher was quick to point out this morning, when it comes to following through on lawsuits, the former president is often a lot of hat and no cattle. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Sabina Sangani, Justin Kaufman, and Alex Sugiara. Please be sure to leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do so. Have a great National Macaroni Day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Axios Recap.